0: Hey, you're listening to the 60 helmets kickstart podcast the monday falling red Bud. i'm don maeta joined by co-host chase curtis as mike Antonovich is in home sweet home somewhere in illinois or something hugging his mom and dad so we're, we're joined in house today by uh the seven deuce deuce adam entik so hey buddy yeah, thanks for coming yeah what's
1: down. up heck yeah i'm stoked to be here it uh it's been a while dude i've been dude, asking you to come and i know it's come.
0: been it's been
1: like uh like, way too long, actually. I think this has been going on for, like, four or five weeks now. And it just, like, I've been in town, and I just come up, come down. You know, I got some suspension stuff, but it just never really happened. And for yeah. some reason, it clicked.
0: I think last time it was your birthday, right? Yeah, so, it was. So it was my could, birthday. How we couldn't pull you away for that. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, so... Uh, I'm assuming you're not doing the races, but you're watching them, right?
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I'm definitely watching them. The races, the racing in the 450 class has been unbelievable. I mean, the lights racing is always good. Um, I'm a big AC fan, so it's mm-hmm. been cool to see him. Doing good. i seen him go off the track. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> what was the deal? I don't know if he should have got docked this weekend, but um, that's a, that's for the officials to say. But, you know, it's insane how good the racing in the 450 has yeah. been and how many different guys have been coming up and doing good, you know, week in and week out, and you really just don't know who's going to be the guy the weekend.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Hey, so the, the AC thing, like, they, they penalize him because he – Was still pinned going down that grass thing, right? Yeah. But but here's the thing. I think more so they penalized him because they didn't penalize him in Colorado, which he did the totally right thing in Colorado, but I feel like if they didn't penalize him, they would have got flack for...
1: Yeah. I mean, you got a great point, and I think that kind of... I watch a lot of basketball, too, Don, and... Mm. Like, one of the things is you watch those guys, and in basketball, you'll see, like, a foul happen, and the ref will miss it. And then you'll see the player go, hey, dude, that guy, that guy grabbed me. And I think you're right. I think, you know, with that incident in Colorado, they complained, and they didn't dock him. So mm-hmm. the, a, the AMA officials were, like, really watching that. And then Adam did that move, and they're like, got to do it this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to dock him. I like, don't know
0: what, Chase, you saw that. So yeah. a fan – Sent me a video that he shot on his phone and he yeah. was right there. And you saw that, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: It's got to be hard, though, when you're in that racing mindset to just let off and cruise. Like, there's that's got to be difficult for you guys to just, oh, I'm off the track. I'm going to cruise and then get back on.
1: I don't, I don't know. There's <laughs> it was a straightaway, though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I could yeah. see it was if, downhill. Yeah. I could yeah. see if it was, you know, where he made up a significant amount of track mm-hmm. or even like, even if like he was going um slow but then cut a kind of part of the track to get behind it was just it literally was just like a straightaway Mm -hmm. and he came off like it was right after the finish and Mm -hmm. he just came off wide open got back on the track and was back into racing mode i mean did he gain any positions technically he lost i mean i thought that was kind of the rule but
0: yeah yeah i I don't know but like the 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 video that we got sent to us was way different than what you saw on TV. Yeah. So on TV, it looks like he just flew off the track, but he was swapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And flew off the track. And it was amazing that he didn't crash. He yeah. did it
1: twice, though, didn't he?
0: Yeah. He, he earlier before that, he kind of yeah. went right off the start. Yeah. yeah. and that's kind of
1: like, I think that might be another reason, too. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, like why, why, are we, why is this happening so many times?
2: Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a hectic race, though, because then the... He almost went off the track with Colt. Following that, and mm-hmm. Colt went off the track. Yeah, that was yeah. I so, mean, huh.
0: have you ever had a, 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 a AMA penalty? Um, have I?
1: Yes, I have. Actually, for what? You know what's funny is, um, it was for cutting the track. <laughs> um, it was for going off the track. Actually, uh-huh. um, so. What had happened, it was in Indianapolis, and it was with my teammate Kyle Chisholm now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was for the last transfer spot in the LCQ, and it was the very last lap. And Kyle um, came in and stuffed me, and he put me off the track. Mm-hmm. But it was in a spot where I could exit where the hay bales were. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought that I was in front of him when I exited the track. And I knew in, in my head the rule was, you know, if you get off – the track in front of somebody you just can't you can't gain any positions so I went back on the track in front of Kyle Uh you know what I mean and I kind of pinned it to get in front of him because I knew I thought I was in front of him but like when they went back and did like the instant replay like he literally had one tire nipple (laughs) in front of me when he t-boned me off the track so they docked me um, I think one or two positions for that but that was the only time I've ever uh, had an encounter I did one time um, have a long talk with Gallagher mm-hmm. about lining up my rear wheel sideways on the grate. not this year but the year before when they had just like the little three inch pipe that was down the center mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. I kind of was the rut was crooked and I was a little off to the left and it my tire was clearly not in the center like it was off to the left where yeah. it was like but you are
0: um, trying to get in the rut clean. I was trying yeah. to get in the rut clean.
1: And then the other thing about it was is I had the AMA official come back, look at me, and I was like, hey, is this good? And he gave me the nod. And then a different AMA official came up to Uh, me while the 30-second board was turning sideways, and he was, like, tapping on my shoulder trying to get my attention. And I was like, dude, the 30-second board (laughs) sideways. I don't care what you're saying. Yeah. So I think I got more yelled at that I completely neglected the AMA officials Mm -hmm. because, you know, they are the AMA officials and they deserve respect. Um, But it was a choice that I made where the 30-second board went sideways and – it was actually one of the heat races that I made the main out of, mm-hmm. so um, I'm glad I didn't turn back. But um, let's put it this way: after that talk with Gallagher, that never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so that was an interesting weekend. So, uh, when you did get penalized for uh, the incident with Chiz, yeah, did you get that uh, verdict like right away, or was it later?
1: Um it was it was later um not much later obviously because it was for the main event spot yeah. I had yeah. actually transferred and got docked out of the main event spot mm-hmm. um I actually if you look back in the archives on TV I came across the finish line you know what it was pretty instant because I came across the finish line and I remember looking on the board and it showed my number and then they switched the numbers and that's when I rode straight over to the AMA official and started like uh, yapping my trap yeah, at him because yeah. I was like, what? What is going on? This is bullshit. I was in front of him. You know, I had the spot. I like, go look at the replay. Oh, we looked at the replay. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally like, it was so crazy how close yeah it was. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Um, Jeremy McGrath was one of the announcers that that night, and he was actually on my side. Oh, yeah? Um, He was like, yeah, Adam did the right thing. He didn't make any passes. He got off the track. Chiz pushed him off the track. But at at the end of the day, Chiz had, like, literally one tire nipple ahead of mine when he put (laughs) me off the track. So
0: that's the rule. I can't imagine Chiz was in there all fired up and protesting. Oh, no.
1: Chiz (laughs) was just like, fool. Yeah, he's like, dude, you're a squid, bro. Just... (laughs) <laughs> do what you're going to do. I, I made the man. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. nice. So funny. Okay,
0: so getting back to Red Bud. So AC, uh, even with that dock position, still rode well enough to get second overall. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts, dude? Ferrandis is coming on hard. Just had this is 1-1. Yeah. Took over second. I mean, is um, it going to be a battle to the end, or do you think Adam's going to rebound? Okay,
1: again? I I love Adam. I'm pulling for Adam. I want, like... Absolutely no offense to Ferrandis because I think Ferrandis is a um, an incredible rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has so much talent. He's very very fast on the motorcycle. Um, but I am a huge AC fan. I want to see AC win the championship. But um, you know, with Ferrandis winning the Supercross championship in the manner that he did, you got to think there's a little bit of kryptonite going on on mm-hmm. that end of it. Um, as far as the rest of the season goes, AC has a lot of work ahead of him. Yeah. Um I know AC has the speed, um 100%. I think AC is the fastest 250 rider on the track right now. Um best day to best day, period. Um I think Ferrandis right now just caught a hot streak though. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to really have to watch out for what Ferrandis is doing and um you know, keep him in check mentally because I feel like once Ferandez kind of gets on that roll, yeah. he's always been the guy to me that has been super, super fast, but would crash. Yeah, you know, and then he hits the dirt, and you're like, dang, that dude was going so fast, but he just hit the dirt again. Mm-hmm. You know, and right now, Ferandez seems like he's in a part of his career where he's matured out of that stage and he's Mm -hmm. trying to and he's catching his stride and Redbud Redbud looked like a big stride so what AC has to do is he's got to go dungy like a 100% dungy he has to take everything that he knows he has to put it aside he has to put his ego aside he has to put all of his nerves aside and say you know what this weekend I'm going to do the absolute best I can I'm going to try to beat Ferrandez straight up and if he it's, it's such a hard game because there's one end where you have to push it enough to where you can beat Ferrandez mm-hmm. and take that mental you know edge away from Ferrandez. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to be mature enough like Dungy was to where if you're in first place and you've pushed it to that edge and Ferrandez is right behind you catching you, you have to be able to take that L to think, okay, we have to win the championship, mm-hmm. but at some point um, which I'm not I've never been a championship contender, you know obviously in pro ranks, but you know what I've seen is there has to be a point where somebody is going to break mentally and you have to um, you have to kind of decide when that's at. And I think AC really needs to push that edge right to the tip edge to where he's not going to crash and he can break Ferrandez's spirit Mm -hmm. but he has to stay within his means and if and I think what I'm trying to say is he has to do it at the right time Mm -hmm. because if you try to force it you're going to push it to the edge and you're going to have a big crash and that's even going to give Ferandis more edge because Mm -hmm. he's going to be like AC just pushed it so hard that I just beat him mentally and physically you know so you have to be able to take that L when you need to and have the maturity enough to say it's okay. The championship is the big picture, and today I just didn't have it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, that being said, there has to be a time when you have to make it happen too, because you can't say that every week. You're mm-hmm. not going to win the championship with the way Ferrandis is riding. Um, saying, I can take a second this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
2: I think he's doing a good job. That, like, with his bad weekends, he's still landed on the podium. Like, has he been off the podium yet? AC. AC. No. No. So. Yeah, yeah really.
0: I mean what do you, what do you think about uh, Justin Cooper? I mean he's kinda had a mediocre weekend and yeah, leapfrogged past him in the points. Do you think that his championship bid is fizzling out a little bit or do you think um, he's I don't
1: I don't wanna jump <clears throat> the gun, honestly, but I don't see Justin Cooper as a championship contender this year. Mm-hmm. Um I think Justin Cooper is one of the most talented 250 riders I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just being 100% honest, I think the potential of that kid is um, the sky's the limit. I think Mm -hmm. that what you're seeing is you're seeing a sophomore. He's a sophomore, right? Yeah. I I think you're seeing a sophomore develop into everything that it's going to take to win a championship eventually Mm -hmm. because he has the skill, he has the mentality, um, and he's learning how to... um, prepare himself mentally for those wins. And he got his first win, and he kind of got that box checked. You know, that's a big box for those rookie 250 guys is getting that win. Um, That's something that can weigh on your shoulders heavy. And uh, I just think that he just needs a little bit more time to be a championship contender. I think you're definitely going to see more wins out of Justin Cooper this Mm -hmm. year and obviously a lot more pole positions and qualifying. (laughs) Um, But I think he's on a great team. I think he uh he has a lot of great people backing him and i think he has everything um in his utility set to win championships in the future i just don't see it happening this year i really see the the two guys that are just above and beyond right now are ferrandas and ac Yeah.
0: yeah i've been surprised by uh Uh, Ty Masterpool, a rookie. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) Ty's sick, bro. He's
1: sick. I don't know Ty personally, but I've met him a few times, um, and I've actually ridden at his track. But that kid's a badass, dude. Mm -hmm. He hangs it out. He's another one of those rookie kids that's just – he's going to be so sick in the future. He's – you know, it's just so different because back in the day, dude, I remember when Barsha came in um, to his rookie season, and I think he – Like podiumed his first race at Glen Helen on a Geico bike. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but you know, my point is that master is so young and so small yeah you know to compete small. yes and <laughs> small and to compete with the guys like adams and tarillo like dude if you see ac with his shirt off like he's a full-on man yeah you know yeah. what i mean and so is Ferrandis like those dudes are men mm-hmm. you know he's just it's cool to see how badass that kid is this young with mm-hmm. the little muscle he has yeah. because <laughs> once he matures and becomes a man and grows into his body that kid
0: is just gonna
2: yeah. be insane dude because yeah. he's still racing the writers i think right
0: uh, I don't I don't think so. No, no he, he won't. Race he won't. Right? So is he going to
2: no. do the full season with them? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. yeah. there's that rule now that the A guys can come up. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, yeah like like Pierce was nationals. doing it yeah. too. That's
0: a Pier- yeah, Pier- yeah, yeah, I
1: don't know why he would race Loretta's though, because what did he get this weekend?
2: sixth? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> why, would, why are you going to go to Loretta's after getting sixth at a pro yeah. national? Yeah. And then there's he came straight up from B, right? Yeah. He was B last year. Well, he's always been different because he's always kind of hung out back home. Like, rarely yeah. did you see him out here with the rest of the team yeah so even like as far as Amherst regionals like you'd see him at like the big ones but that was basically it so he might have done an A race but from what I know mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he went B to yeah. Hangtown or whatever <laughs> yeah Yeah.
1: so sick mm-hmm. and very rarely do you see those kids do that and be successful like right. yeah. you know Ty I feel like well has, Dungy did it yeah Dunji okay. but that's what I'm yeah. saying there you go you know a guy like Dunji did it yeah mm-hmm. I mean damn <laughs> live up to the hype right um but yeah no it's just it's cool to see the young kids that like ty be successful this young mm-hmm. that's hard to do especially at that maturity level and racing the guys he's racing it's honestly it's unbelievable yeah
0: mm-hmm. hey in the 450 class why do you think Eli is so uh it seems like he's more mentally strong than in supercross because in Supercross he's had some brain farts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Moto he's like unbeatable. Um,
1: he's obviously he's obviously not unbeatable, <clears throat> right? Um, well, I'm just saying he he's very very strong, and I think um, I think that has to do with doubt. I think that has to do with doubt within himself because he knows that he's won that outdoor championship before. Mm-hmm. And I think that he has probably people in his corner telling him that he is phenomenal at outdoor. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's probably people in his corner saying, you know, you know, something we gotta get off the list. Eli is getting that championship in Supercross <laughs> and checking that off. So, you know, that's one thing that's kinda lingering in his background is mm-hmm. getting that SX championship and not knowing, you know, there in his mind, an outdoor championship has been there, done that. Yeah. And he knows what it takes and he mm-hmm. knows how to do it. And he's like, I've been there and I can do this again. There's no problem. I know that at the end of the moto, I'm gonna be strong because my dad's a world championship mountain bike racer. I train in Colorado. He has everything in his head mentally, mm-hmm. knowing that he's gonna be strong at the end of the moto. And he knows he's always had the speed and mm-hmm. being strong at the end of the moto is really, to me, the difference maker right now in outdoors, right, yeah. is those last 10 minutes. I mean, you just see Eli in those last 10 minutes. Turn it on. Turn. He eats him alive. Yeah. You know, and even like Kenny, you know, you can see after that Florida race, he's mm-hmm. been struggling with mm-hmm. something. I don't yeah. know what it is, yeah. but Kenny's been struggling with something. And what was it, 12 seconds that Eli caught him in the last three laps? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you have a guy like Ken Rockson, in front of you, and you can catch him 12 seconds with three minutes to go, <laughs> and you know that in your head, it's something that just changes you, yeah. you know? And and when you can do that week in and week out, it's just gonna pile on, and mm-hmm. the doubt keeps going away, and it keeps going away, and then you have Kenny going like, damn, Eli caught me 12 seconds. And Kenny's one of the most mentally strong guys I've ever known, mm-hmm. maybe, the, maybe the most mentally strong. Like, that kid is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And these guys are just – they're top-notch right now. And Eli has just found a way to believe in himself that little bit more. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was watching the race, I was talking to my little brother. And, like, these top five guys, the first 20 minutes, like, you know, it was funny. Back in amateur day, you'd pass somebody, and you knew they were done. You know what I mean? mean. Like, you would just drop them. Mm -hmm. Like, Eli would pass Cooper – and Cooper would be on him for like the next six laps, yeah, trying yeah, to or,
0: pass or, him back. Yeah, or yeah. pass him right, right back. You, yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. like, Cooper is gnarly at that, though. Like that. But, when he
2: like, latches on someone right after, everybody's doing yeah. that yeah. Yeah.
1: in that top five. And like, the the difference maker is the belief in the last ten minutes. Yeah. And I think that's what's setting Eli aside right now. in mm-hmm. outdoors is that that at the end. He can rely on strictly fitness to pull him through. Yeah. In supercross, it's literally 20 minutes of absolute, con- you know, concentration. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and the technique <clears throat> matters so much because I don't think that the physical toll for the guys in supercross as much as like relies as much as the mental toll in supercross because those last five minutes of a supercross race, with mm-hmm. how chucked and messed up that track is the concentration it takes is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And those guys, those guys are just clicking laps off. So I think to answer your question, I think the reason that Eli hasn't gotten it done in Supercross is because he can't rely on his fitness, you know, as much as he can outdoor. And I think he <laughs> believes in his fitness more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. Good Makes
0: point. Sense, Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but we'll be back for more with uh, Adam now.
2: Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Honda team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimir exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimir RD.com to see their wide line of slip ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast riders like Justin Cooper, Don Frandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entignap, Josh Hansen and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab parts provides the winning edge. Visit workschassislab.com for more information.
0: All right, we're back with the uh, 6D Helmets Kickstart podcast with Adam Entignap. So, we were just talking about Eli and, and the 450 class and how gnarly it is. And yeah. How about – how gnarly is it that Kenny threw up in his helmet in the first the game? <laughs> like,
1: I mean, that's just – like I said, that's just a testament to his mental strength. I mean, do you – how many guys out of 40 guys in that – like, be totally honest with me, Don. If you picked – if you had all 40 of those guys throw up in their helmet, how many of those guys do going? you think would keep going? <laughs> Honestly.
2: Not many. Yeah.
1: Not many. Not I think many. maybe four or five <laughs> yeah. out of the whole – you know, out of the whole thing, Definitely. literally, can he just?
2: Bleh, all right,
0: just perfect. Yeah. I feel better now. Let's yeah.
1: go. You know yeah, what it's, I mean? It's, it's Unbelievable.
0: A was, it's a shame that he was where he was in the pat, because I would have liked to have seen. I know. In a slow motion. Replay. <laughs> 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 oh, coming out the helmet. Was
2: it in? Was it on his jersey when he came? I don't know. Any pictures? It, that's
0: any? the thing is they did not Well, I guess we'll have to check Anton's photos. Yeah. Huh. That would be gnarly, huh? Yeah, yeah. it would
1: be. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, for Kenny's sake, bro, I'm just glad they got that two week break. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, Chase Sexton, too. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, don't. It's funny.
0: We were talking about that uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. When Carson came in, we were talking about the heat exhaustion stuff because yeah. Cameron McAdoo lives with Carson Mumford. Yeah. And so I was like, how's, how's Mikado? Is he all wiped out? And he's yeah. Like, oh. and he's like, all right. And I'm like, dude, when you get heat exhaustion like that, you don't just bounce back like that. Yeah. Like the next weekend, you know? Yeah. So, um, for McAdoo to come back the way he did and still race and do okay, like, that was surprising. But Mm -hmm. Sexton obviously cooked himself a little bit worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's just weird, too, because I would have thought Sexton would have done better with the heat considering that he lives in Florida. He lives in Florida.
2: Yeah, but Dahmer and I were actually just talking about this, and he made a good point. Like, those guys, they're not giving their bodies time to rest throughout the week because they're constantly riding in that heat. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, I don't think, I think I'm pretty sure I saw one of the TLD guys and one of the Omaha guys didn't even ride this week mm. just because they're letting their body rest. So Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be gnarly when you're riding in the heat constantly.
0: It's funny, too, because that whole theory about, you know, everybody goes back to Florida to train or Yeah, totally. You know, and star guys are here, and mm-hmm. Dylan and Cooper are doing just fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really, really just believing in your program. You know what yeah. I mean? I think you know one of the big things that I learned from Kenny, um, from training with him two years ago, is that you have to believe in what you're doing, whether it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kenny was so good at is if he believed that he needed to do something, or he believed that he needed a certain something, he would just do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and there's a there's a lot to say for that because sometimes you know um, you know sometimes eating a donut for breakfast the morning of race day isn't the right thing. But I guarantee you, if you believe that eating that one donut for breakfast (laughs) that morning and you win every time and you just mentally believe that, that donut is going to make you win. But then again, for the guy who thinks that, eating is absolutely everything for his program if he went and had a donut for breakfast he would probably do the worst he's ever done yeah you know what i mean so it's whatever it's really whatever way you look at it and what way you can get it done mm-hmm.
0: did you bring up the donut as an example because Dahmer's sitting over there <laughs> I, did, I didn't but that's yeah, he funny eats, he eats donuts between motos. there you go it come on flex on him, baby flex on him, baby <laughs> seems to work out but uh all right so the guy that's catching momentum in the two 450 class is marvin yes um, like yeah. he's i mean he had that bad bad luck crash where the bike was pinning yeah. him down yep and he's lucky he didn't get burned by the pipe yeah. right how about like, him
2: jumping right back up after that i thought yeah. he was hurt for sure but he just jumped right up
1: dude flexibility bro he was doing the life <laughs> straight build.
0: up like I, i'm falling and i can't get up
1: <laughs> and then and then second moto he was what a second faster than everybody else. Yeah. Two hundred eight yeah. fastest lap time. Just oh, gone. versus two oh nine three nine three for Telmax? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what?
0: Mm-hmm. What? I That's think. Crazy. Uh, Watch out. The, think- the Frenchmen are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the DV's guys, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what DV's telling. You know, it's kind of funny. That Does DV train Marvin too? Yeah,
2: but he's out oh, here. Really? Through, he's out here through the week, like in California with Ferrandis, which is always weird yeah. to me. Like, I wonder how often he's over there with Marv.
0: Yeah, I would say not often.
2: Yeah.
0: But maybe it's more of a Supercross thing. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But it's funny that DV's like a coach. He's obviously a a technique coach, right? Yes, for sure. I don't remember him being this gnarly fitness guy when he was racing. Yeah, no, I don't think he is a fitness guy. I think he's just
1: purely technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I've seen him at the races talking to Ferrandez and Marvin uh, mm-hmm. during Supercross. But I really, honestly, I didn't even think anything of it because I thought um, Marvin was just full Alden program. You yeah, know, I don't know.
0: He has DV this year. Still uses Alden for the you know, yeah, physical, for the part, physical yeah. part. Yeah, physical yeah. part. He wanted to do something different for his um, team. But obviously, you know, he's doing something,
1: right? You know, even mm-hmm. when I talk to DV about Ferrandez, he's just like, yeah, he can win if he stays off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. And I think – like we were just talking about, Ferrandis has matured a lot, and he's coming into his own. And I think you better watch out for some strides right now. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: definitely. All right, so I saw on your Instagram, you wrote Wash sounding like a damn good idea. Yeah. So are we <laughs> going to see the ninety-seven on the line? Dude, and, uh, I I
1: really think so. Um, I'm trying to get some funds together right now, but I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go either way. My trainer just brought it up. Um, my trainer Taylor Shelby brought it up the other day, and he's like, dude are we going to go bro and i'm like dude, i've been thinking about it so much and i was like at the beginning of the season i'm like i'm not racing any outdoors i'm just going to train i'm just going to you know do what i got to do to get in shape and work my little tail off and it just keeps getting closer Washugal. and i just keep thinking in my head i'm a i'm a racer dude i'm <laughs> a racer i want to race yeah. and just like it's the closest one i mm-hmm. love washugo i want to go dude
0: yeah okay so Guys are always complaining, you know, at the pro level mm-hmm. about Washuville being slippery. Yes. Like, do you think it's slippery?
1: Yeah, it is, straight up. Um, It's it's weird because it's the slipperiest, tackiest track I've ever ridden. Yeah. Um, where it gets hard packed, it's mm-hmm. like literally like ice. Yeah. You know, and then where it has like that loam to it, it's just pure hookup clay you know what i mean i don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it seem Mm -hmm. they do such a good job at the national tracks now i wish they'd not rip them as deep um (laughs) but honestly you know with the watering and how good they do everything it's just it's really unbelievable Mm -hmm. on how good they can keep the track even when it gets hot yeah you know it's it's perfect. And too, Washugal is one of the coolest ones. The scenery is oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I feel like everybody every year just talks about, you know, there's like, there's Red Bud is always a big one. You know, Unadilla, I feel like people talk about a lot just because the history there, and Washugal because the scenery of mm-hmm. the track. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those tracks that's just like, when you take a picture at Washugo you're like, where are you? You're at yeah. a dirt yeah. bike track. Yeah. yeah. You're.
0: You're really at a dirt bike track? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's unbelievable. Dude, Wash Ugles, it's, it's awesome. Like, I, I think I went like maybe like six years in a row uh-huh. to do amateur day. Yeah. Because uh, we had these friends, the Contreras brothers, they own DC Fab. Yeah, who for sure. Used to make the Pro Circuit stand. Yep. Like, uh-huh. Yep. So they had a DC Fab semi because they had a car racing team. Sick. <laughs> and so my brother and I, and Rob Healy, formerly N Style, uh-huh. and all that whole crew, We'd load our bikes in, and they'd drive them up and we get to race Amateur Day, right? So sick. And so it was super fun. The thing that stood out to me about Washugel and especially be tough for me now, is the in and out of the trees, the light to dark. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be able to see now, because I'm an old guy. Right? Yeah. I think the biggest thing
1: isn't the light to dark. Um, it definitely affects you, though, a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially the biggest part where I have a hard time seeing is, like, before the finish line, you go, um, you do, like... What is that like horseshoe thing at the top? What do yeah. they call that thing? Yeah, Whatever I, it is, you know, there's the a horseshoe at the top. Thing, yeah. yeah, and then you <clears> come <throat> down, and it's like right before the finish, it's all dark. Yeah, like the whole last section of the track is just like almost pitch black, mm-hmm. and that that would be the hardest thing for me to see. Um, luckily I have like better than 20/20 vision though, so mm. I have I have like excellent vision. But the worst <laughs> thing for me about Washugo is the roost, because oh, the clay, the clay is so. Thick and tacky Mm -hmm. that when it hits you like like last year for instance like i had welts up my whole all my arms and then like all the way down the side of my chest right here i wore like a chest protector but it really only goes to like your belly button Mm -hmm. and like the whole section of my stomach was bleeding you know from like little tatter spots and then just all right here like blood marks like you know what i mean no like maybe worse maybe a little bit worse because it's like when you go up horsepower hill Mm-hmm. It is so painful on the start if you're not in first, and oh, I've yeah. never been in first on the start, there. so it's been painful for me every year. But once you get going and you're racing, it's it's an unbelievable track. Just yeah. the roof sucks.
0: You know who's been <laughs> in first at Wash Ugle? Who? Wait, what kind of goggles you wear? X brand. Yeah, Rich Taylor. Oh, oh really? Like, do you you never seen that video? Oh, I'm gonna have to go uh, check it out. Oh yeah. Really? Okay, so I think it was like 87. 87 mm-hmm. um the boswell carburetors came out yeah and they were super gnarly and i remember he's like dude i'm gonna whole shot this race the <laughs> with the boswell come on dude he led the whole first lap and i remember he he said that if he was leading he's gonna throw the fattest whip over the chuck sun jump <laughs> dude big fat whip and then he like i want to say he kind of like Lost traction in a turn and looped oh. out and high-sided and knocked himself out. No <laughs> way! But yeah, that's you can find that on YouTube. That's you, my guy's claim to fame. Oh, uh, dude, that well he's good. done a lot more than that, but that was, <laughs> but that was one of them for sure. RT, RT. I love that
1: you used the carburetor for the first time and just was so confident. Yeah, coming
0: back to that belief thing, Don. Yep. If you believe it, it's gonna happen. Hey, so you know washugel Did you know that in AMA Amateur Day racing? You're only allowed to do two classes. Hmm, huh? Isn't that weird, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, we go all the way to Washougal to go race, and I'd be looking forward to it for so long. Yeah. So <laughs> a couple of years in a row, I'm like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to race ah. too. So I bought a separate AMA license Yeah. under Kwando Chambalaki. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I put my address is somewhere in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah oh that's sick so i raced four classes like two as Kwando. maybe oh, yeah. i even had, I even had jerseys made up it was sick <laughs> no you wow. didn't oh yeah you had kwondo jerseys made kwondo up jerseys chamalaki number 10
2: chamalaki oh my gosh
0: <laughs> pretty good oh that is pretty good okay so if you're uh you're gonna show up at washugal um I, I imagine you're still on the H E P suzuki yep so uh you know obviously i've cycle and hang out with alex quite a bit yep. i keep asking him hey are you on the team next year and he doesn't know right yeah and i'm like well why don't you know i mean i told him because he's all insecure about it and yeah like, totally if they were gonna have that team no oh, and he's all there's a lot of good guys with no rides yeah i'm like, yeah but think about this i go if you're a, a team of that level what's more important like results you know, potential like a little bit better than what you guys are doing. Yeah. Or exposure. And I, go, yeah. I would say it's exposure mm-hmm. and the reach and popularity that you have and yeah. that he has make them more valuable than someone yeah. a tick higher on the results chart. Yeah. yeah. And you
1: know what the thing about that is, too, Don, is that I think that we're all just a perfect match for the team. Yeah. I think Alex, um, myself, and Kyle Chisholm, we got along so well last year. Yeah. And then, you know, We've had a lot of changes. Yeah. You know, we went to, um, we all didn't ride Suzuki's the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, we all didn't ride Olin's the year before. Um, Kyle and Alex had the pleasure of riding Olin's before that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, not last year, but, you know, way before, before, but yeah, have yeah. touched the suspension. I, on the other hand, have never touched Olin's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, you know, any of us wore Thor. You know, yeah. um, we didn't wear six Ds. You know, I think the only thing that I got to keep was Bombs. my boots. No, because I did. I ran Scotts the year oh, before, okay. so I just I switched to X brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing that I wore the same was boots. You know, and then the other thing was I was coming off a broken femur that I got August six. Yeah. You know, didn't get on the bike <coughs> mid November. Mm-hmm. Um, that year, and then Alex had that back injury. Chisholm had an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind of like one of those things where like. We're going to take a – HEP took a gamble on all of us, and I think for the first year, for all of us getting on a new bike, all of us getting on new suspension, getting on new chassis, we had all new motor package. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they switched up everything from the year before, Um, and I think what their plan is is to have us all back keep all the same stuff and we've been established as team HEP Yeah, and, and the I bikes think are all the same exactly <laughs> yeah. the bikes are all the same the gears the same you know the suspension's going to be the same and I think and we'll have the same you know suspension guy doing all of our stuff and I think it's a really great idea for mm-hmm. all of us to stay on the same yeah, team and yeah. and develop and I I really truly think their plan that's their plan um I've talked to Dustin and I've talked mm-hmm. to the team um the team and Everybody seems on board to have the exact same guys next year, and I think what you're gonna see um, is just an elevated year. And yeah. I think what's gonna be so cool about it is it's gonna be a testament on how great HEP is and how great all you know all the riders on the team are mm-hmm. um, to see us go to that next level. Yeah. You know, people don't realize how hard it is to just completely take everything new and try to put a team together. And and I know they were established a year before, but mm-hmm. you know this year it was like. A real team yeah. you know yeah. they did everything they had a lot of stuff in-house we got you know everything was dialed in but it was just a first-year deal mm-hmm. and now that we have and you guys are like changing motor changing, settings and pipes, bro, like, exhaust and- three we changed yeah, like pipes a one yeah you know what I mean like yeah. we changed pipes a one to because we had to figure out how to pass sound and get everything dialed in mm-hmm. yeah. so you know we had some kinks to work out and now that all those kinks are worked out and all we get to do Is, you know, we're already starting motor testing and, you know, suspension Mm -hmm. testing and stuff like that for next year. I just, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to do it again and see what we can do next year Mm -hmm. because I think it's going to be just that next level and it's going to make HEP and Suzuki look really good when we all just go up, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm stoked.
2: But I even, like, I only went to two or three races this past year, Uh but even just being around your guys' pit, like, the, the atmosphere and the environment are so positive. Like, you guys are just mesh well together. Dude, so, the fans. Yeah, the fans, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, the it is definitely one of the benefits. I mean, we had, like, literally a line of fans every single mm-hmm. round. like Al- a full Alex online. says they're all there for you. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not all there for me, but you know what I mean? We're a team, and that was what was so cool is, like, you know, I got to pull my weight um, bringing some fans in. Um, you know, Chisholm was really, like, our test guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, getting everything dialed in and kind of... He <laughs> he was like the mature one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was like the man <laughs> of no, no, the no. team. <laughs> but by the
0: end of the season, he was talking shit. Ah, he, was, he, he was, but cool. he was yeah, comfy. He you know what I mean? But
1: like the cool thing about Chiz was like he got what needed to get done, mm-hmm. done. And he could do that for us. And that experience that Chiz brought to the table mm-hmm. was amazing. And then you had Alex, always the life of the party. And then stepped it up from his last year and was getting it done every single week in and week out and was consistent you know and now i think what they're thinking is if we can all just take that next step up yeah dude our team's going to be looking good hep is going to be on the map even more
0: Mm -hmm. chase do you know what hep stands for
2: isn't it isn't it a a nut company or something (laughs) it's,
0: uh, it's george holland who's who's the e um and I'm I'm
1: gonna hack it. It's Enzeryac or it's really really close. I have okay. it's Billy. But, okay. Um, and then Pipes. Yeah.
0: So Dustin Pipes is owner, yep. uh-huh. or it's
1: his dad. Or? Um, kind of. I think it's a little bit of joint. Um, Dustin does all the work for the team. He's yeah. the manager. He gets all the sponsors. Um, I think Aaron helps out. Um, but Dustin's really he's putting in the work.
0: Okay. What I want to know is why isn't. It- a bigger deal made about George Holland being a part, yeah. part owner. Do you know who George Holland is?
2: I know who he is because I've heard the stories when you first found out that was what AJP was about. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: Holland was 125 national champion a couple of times in the, yeah. in the mid to late eighties. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Team Honda. And, Absolutely. <clears throat> dude, it's funny. It's my, so in 88, they got an arm 250 uh-huh. and Rossi was uh uh, Suzuki was using KYB at the time, uh-huh. so Rossi was heavily involved with Suzuki. Yeah. And he got me one of George Holland's helmets. Yeah. It was like a Arai helmet, the two piece one. Yep. And it was painted by Serrano. It was mm-hmm. so sick. It was blue <laughs> and yellow. And Serrano was the guy that would paint the sponsors' logos on the visor. Yeah. Instead of putting sticker on and Totally. Company. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a uh yellow and blue Arai helmet and it had wow. a Fox logo on it, and everything. Totally. And Rossi got it for me and I like Went out and bought Fox gear and all that stuff just so I can match the helmet. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I used to ride in George Holland's helmet. Which wow, it's pretty cool. But, but uh, so does George come to the races at all, or is um, he just an investor? To be honest,
1: I don't think I've seen him once. Never, like I think him? he's been to the races, but yeah. I've like. Not really. Like, he, I, I talk to Billy all the time. Uh, like, Billy's super cool dude. Been over to his house. You know, we, we went to, like, a pool party after in Vegas. We're going to mm-hmm. do, you know, July 3rd party. Freaking, he's super, super
0: involved. Super mm-hmm. cool guy. But I don't really know George that much. Yeah. That's crazy because he was, he was, like, the quiet dude when he was racing, you know? Like, I mean, he was, he won his championships and yeah. he just retired. And then you mm-hmm. never saw him again. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like... Just went yeah. into doing yeah. the almond thing, bro. Yeah, because like making money. Because uh, HEP helped Talon previously, right? Yeah. Yep. Callan yep. LaFontaine, yeah, yeah. Jazz yep. Rider, and he was telling me it's this guy that used to race or something. I was <laughs> 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 like, "Come on, Talon! Yeah, I'm like, "Who a guy was? that used to race?" Yeah, some guy. Dude, that used Holland's to race. a legend. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I, I knew exactly who it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so he told me that I'm like, "Oh, dude." And so like. I kept going by Talon's truck at the supercrosses. This was before the HEP year. Yeah, he was, yeah What was it? Before? He was in that. He was in that like uh, toy hauler. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I kept. Is George Holland here? Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to meet him, but yep. never saw him. Yeah. So like, do you guys get like almonds in? There? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they send you almonds.
1: Oh yeah. They don't send us almonds. They just have almonds on the rig all the time.
0: But it's not. <laughs> that's not nut up, right? That's separate. no, yeah. no.
1: That's a totally different thing. Nut up is like a, um, kind of like they're their own thing. Um, what's Holland, Holland and, um, Billy, they are nut distributors. Mm -hmm. So Uh, they don't, I don't know if necessarily (laughs) like they're,
0: Chase is a nut distributor. Oh shit. Okay. Well, yeah, they, um, they package
1: the nuts and they get them to the places to sell them to the companies Uh to bag them. Cool. That's
0: right. That's right. So dude, uh, uh, you're talking about the team Warren Thor, et cetera, et cetera? Yep. So I know you and Alex are in the 60s. Yep. What is Chiz wearing? Uh, is he in an LS2 or something? I don't know what it's Dude, called. Dude,
1: he's in the Master Shredder helmet, bro. <laughs> what is his helmet? It's LS2. LS2? LS2. LS2.
0: <laughs> it looks like um, I saw a- Master S- Shredder. I saw a Cirque du Soleil once, and there was these like- they're dressed up like birds and they have this big beak like that. I always think of the Cirque du Soleil when I see Chiz's helmet. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> it's not the. I mean, it's a cool helmet. Well, it's just your, it's not, real European. Why is he not in the team helmet? I don't because he was last minute. He already had I yeah. I think so. I is think it was kind of I it kind of is honestly. Is I it? think that was his
1: deal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I love the '60s though. Yeah. I mean, the fit is really unbelievable i think the only the only thing that i don't like about the fit is that it kind of like when you pull it over the top of your head it squeezes a little bit but Mm. it makes up for it when you put the helmet on like Mm. i've never had any helmet fit on my head that good yeah like literally like it's so weird how like (coughs) good it sits on your head Mm. yeah it's it's you gotta if you haven't tried one, like for all you people that haven't tried one, just go to the dealership and just put it on. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird how good it fits on your head and how comfy it is.
2: Yeah, I was just picking that one up to bring it over here, and I thought just because all the protection it have would be a heavy helmet, but it's actually yeah. pretty light.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't really, honestly. I know people care about like how heavy they are. Yeah. Um, not mm-hmm. particularly the sixty, but like how heavy helmets are in general. Dude, but when a helmet's really too light, that. I'm kind of scared. Mm-hmm. Really? I've never really I've never really noticed like the weight of a yeah. helmet on my head. No, like but like I got a uh, big
0: head and neck too, so but like uh well I won't name me names, but like there's some of the European helmets. Yeah. With the big vents they are so mm-hmm. light. Yeah. It feels like you have no, a mountain it is, bike helmet huh? on. For but. sure. Yeah. No, I think uh hey, hey so we're we're mountain biking later today. Yes. Are you do you mm-hmm. wear a 60 D trail Absol- And you know what's so funny Is they didn't let me down On the fit
1: on that either You gotta try the dang helmet I promise you Like If you put one of these on You'll be like This is the best fitting helmet I've ever had. Yeah. The, shit. the
2: mountain bike one's actually pretty good. That's yeah. why I was jumping so soon because I was confident. <laughs> ah, I don't know about that. I mean, we're not going to oversell 6D yeah, yeah. here, but I, I
1: truly believe that the, the fit on the 6D yeah. is, is one of the best. Jump- I'm not even trying to sell you. I'm not even trying to hype this up. I'm just, just go try it and go try it and hit me up on my Instagram and say, hey, I tried the 6D and you're right. Yeah. Or you're wrong. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Just go
0: put the helmet on and check it out for real. Yeah, so Chase was, like, jumping during the day and distributing nuts at night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my let's mom watches this. Let's take care. He said my mom <laughs> watches
2: this. Uh, so, hey, we're going to
0: take another quick break. We'll be back for uh, one more segment with Adam.
2: Hey, everyone. It's Cooper Webb from the Red Bull KTM Factory Racing Team. Summer is here, and it's the perfect time to
1: get to your local track and ride. Right now... You can get up to $1,500 in factory cash on select KTM SXF models. This factory cash incentive can be used toward the purchase of a motorcycle or KTM power parts or Powerware products. See your local KTM participating dealers or head to ktm.com-us for more details.
0: All right, hey, we're back for uh, more with the 6D Helmets Kickstart Podcast with Adam Entendat. We're back. And, and in break, you told me that you're tying the knot in September, huh? Yep. Oh. Tying the knot, bro. September is uh, f- three months away? Uh, Maybe two months. Two months, Two and, months, and, two and yeah? a half, yeah. Okay. So how is it? Are, are you doing any of the planning? Or is oh, your, yeah. your sauce doing oh, yeah. yeah,
1: no, um... It's I mean, it's mutual for sure. I have like, you know, my specific things that I'm doing. Like, I get the DJ, I'm getting the food. Um, we did the venue together. Um, she's going to do like the lights and the decor type of stuff, but mm-hmm. I got like the officiant and some stuff like that. You know, I would say more guy stuff to do. I did, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just to make sure.
0: If I had to guess, you know, it's going to be, you know, the black tuxedos, and I'm guessing the complimentary color would be gold. <laughs>
1: You were pretty close, honestly. There is going to be gold accents, but she wants black-on-black um, black wedding. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, sick. That's nice. what she wants. So well, the boys are going to be looking snazzy. Coming <laughs> so, but you're right. We are going to have, like, gold uh, – um, what do you call those stupid things? Oh, the plates, but not the plates. What are the – the plates, under the plates. The saucers? The, the, the sa. The, they have a certain word for them, but yeah, pretty much a saucer. <laughs> Just like a gold accent. It yeah. looks pretty dope, though. Nice. You guys getting married up in... Uh, yeah, Bulton. Bulton nice. California. Oh, uh, dude. At this place called The Brick Barn. It's pretty <clears throat> sweet. Bulton. Yeah. I, I love that town, dude. Dude. Mm-hmm. I live... I, like, honestly, it's so funny because I've been around the world, Don, and I can't find another place as good as that Lompoc-Bulton area, mm-hmm. like yeah. Santa Barbara, because, like, Bulton and Lompoc are like just far enough away where I don't have to hit the traffic. Mm -hmm. Then I'm just far enough away where I can go back down south and I can go stay down south whenever I need to. You know what I mean? Not too far. Then the other thing is I can go up north pretty easy too. It's not Mm -hmm. too far. You know. And then you got the beach ten minutes from the house, Mm -hmm. and then there's no traffic. Yeah, Yeah. I got yes, people. No traffic. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. At four o'clock, I can breeze right home. Don't even trip. It's crazy. You know, in Santa Barbara is getting packed now, but like I'm yeah. right far enough away from Santa Barbara where yeah, I can definitely. go there all the time and get what I need to get done and be in real civilization mm-hmm. and then come back come back to Bealton Lompook and chill out. All
0: right. Do you eat AJ Spurs? All the time, bro. Dude, yes. My AJ's best. is bomb. <laughs> no, best. you
1: know what's even better than AJ's though? Is hitch and post. Hitchin' Post. Gotta go to Hitchin' Post. Go yep. to the one in... Right before it? Yes, it's right next to it. Okay. But, like, um, they do some of the best steaks I've ever had. Like, ever. Nice. Don yeah, had a like
2: ton of steaks last week.
1: Ever.
0: Yeah. Hey, here's, here's a good AJ Spurs story. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, so Anton. You know, <laughs> oh, <no>. Anton, <laughs> oh, no. Anton is our resident vegan, right? Yes. <laughs> like, does it... Oh, God. You, know, you took him to AJ Spurs? <laughs> well, well, we... we before Zaka closed, we used to all go make this pilgrimage there on New Year's yep. Eve. We'd ride, and then New Year's Eve, we'd go to AJ Spurs and, yep. and have dinner. Yep. I mean, dude, he could have got salad. There's a lot of salad, vegetable dish options there, right? Yeah,
2: but AJ... It's like... Okay, you but,
0: know, but wait. Go ahead. The dude goes from being a moral vegan <laughs> to <hydrogen>. like <laughs> Does it for, for ethics, right? Yeah, totally. Because he loves animals. You know, we're all there with this table of like 18... He orders that freaking like four pounds steak that you if you eat it you get a T-shirt. <laughs> What's it called? The, the gambler.
2: gambler. Yeah, yeah
0: Dahmer and, and Anton or the gambler. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? You ordered the gambler? And he's all, I just, I gotta do it. Right? <laughs> that that's what he says. He pounds the whole thing. Right? What? Anton. Anton ate the oh, whole gambler. No, he didn't. Did. Wow. Did you take a video? Dude. I'll show you a picture on my phone of you with him with the steak he looks like rick astley more than ever he's like got his knife and pork and he's all, all happy he ate the whole thing right ate the gambler yeah and i'm like dude your poo is gonna be like toothpaste for like four months yeah straight up yeah because you don't eat meat yeah <clears throat> okay about a month and a half later He's, he goes to a Morrissey concert, right? Yeah. But he goes by himself. It's uh-huh. like his wife didn't want to go. Yeah, so yeah. he likes the Morrissey uh-huh. enough to go to a concert by himself. Wow. By. <laughs> okay. And I get this call. I'm, I'm fast asleep. I get this call at yeah. like 12, 12, 15 or something. I'm like, hello? And it's like, hey, it's Anton. <laughs> I, I, I might need you to pick me up. They, they might not let me go by myself. I'm all, what? What happened? He goes, oh, oh well. I'm in the medical, uh, I'm in the medical station no! at the forum. And I'm all, no! what? What? what, what's wrong, Anton? And he's like, well, Morrissey was singing Meet Murder. Oh, no. You know, the Meet Murder song? Yeah. yeah. So they're singing Meet Murder, and they're playing the video on the screen of all the chickens getting their heads cut <laughs> off, and the, and the cows getting killed all inhumanely. And he goes, and I started thinking about that big steak that I ate <laughs> on New Year's. And then I started thinking about my dog and how much I love him and how I hate for anything to happen to him. And I fainted. No, no way! Yeah. And he hit his head. Oh, on, shit! He hit his head on the concrete floor and got a concussion. Dude, that's why they call us a gambler, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a gamble, dude! He lost that game. Oh, he did! He didn't roll a seven, did he? Oh, oh so, bitch. That's a snake, Eyes, if I've ever seen
0: it. <laughs> Damn! So, so yeah, so that's poor Anton. I've been to AJ Spurs several times since, and every time I think about, you got to get the gambler the every gambler. time after that, right? Damn <laughs> for making Anton pass out. But, uh, dude, yeah. that's a gnarly little story. Yeah, how long? I know? can't really
2: believe he passed out. Yeah, he fainted. How many? How many years ago was that? Three years.
0: Three years, maybe. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's gnarly.
1: Is he? Has he eaten meat since? Oh yeah, dude, he really? slips all the time, yeah. He does? Wow. He yeah. slips all the time. He acts like being vegan's
0: like a diet. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh I cheated today. Yeah. <laughs> I had a steak. Yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh all right, so getting back to the uh the Washougal prep. So A Ray raced the Fox Raceway National. Mm-hmm. And I think his bike was set up poorly or something. Yes. Um will you put more? Testing time into getting your bike set up. Oh yeah, up for sure. I mean you're obviously riding moto right now. Yes. So you, um, you should have your bike set up.
1: Yeah, no, I've already talked to Clark, um, talked to the Owens boys. We're gonna try to test all this week and then I'm even gonna try to test later next week and get the you know, get the suspension just dialed in. It was just so close after Supercross and we mm-hmm. didn't kinda it was kind of like a last minute thing for um, Alex to do Fox yeah. national. And yeah. they were just like, "Did they kind of did what they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just not quite right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, we've already, I've already gone through probably four settings okay. um, that have gotten immensely better, yeah. you know, just knowing the right direction to go. Um, so I'm going to try to do a week of testing this week with mm-hmm. uh, Clark, hopefully hit a couple days, you know, a couple good days with him. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. If not next week, um, hit a couple days next week too. So yeah. I'm excited. Um, the Olin stuff works really good. Um, once you get it all dialed in and you just figured it out, it's different. It's not. It's not show. It's not KYB. Mm-hmm. So you got to set it up like it's Olin's. Yeah. And I th- that just took a little bit to figure out.
0: Is Clark uh, still calling himself Nolene? Yes. Yeah. Nolene J6. Nolene. Do you know that they made the best YZ250 pipe ever yeah. made? Really. Dude, you, dude, there's no pipe that's old. ever been better. I've heard you know, about this actually. The no Why is he? Yeah. yeah, no,
1: dude. Um, Clark, um, is unbelievable. He mm-hmm. is one of the smartest, um, best suspension guys I've ever met, for sure. He yeah, drives down. a
0: mule, kind of crazy though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, he he seat. does.
1: He's he's definitely a crazy old man, but he knows how to get Ooh, the job done, man. and um, he's been in he's been in the sport forever, mm-hmm. and um, he's really dedicated. Uh, to the team and he's really dedicated to us and i really um i love how much passion he has for what we're doing Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's cool because when you talk to him um i feel like when you talk to him he really looks at you and you feel like what you're saying matters to him yeah you know what i mean and that makes a difference Mm -hmm. because you know i've talked to a lot of people that you tell them something and it's almost like they've already disregarded what you're saying um and they kind of have an idea of what they want to do instead of taking your input and being like hey this is what i want to do you know what i mean but i will take what you're saying take that to account and we'll do an adjustment accordingly yeah when you're talking to clark he soaks in absolutely everything you're saying Mm -hmm. then he says he asks you a few questions then as a team we make you know a judgment he mm-hmm. tells you the options that you have. He tells you his option of what he thinks should be done and why. Mm-hmm. I get to say, this is what I think should be done. And then we come to a mutual agreement of what we're going to do. And it's worked out very well.
0: Nice. What uh, <clears throat> What's the hardest thing about sending up a bike for you?
1: The hardest thing about sending of a bike. I think the picky i'm picky about everything yeah um i tell you right now though i i can't ride a bike without the bars without specific bars on them yeah i gotta have um a little bit taller bar with no crossbar just right off the bat because um i'm so tall when i get on a bike with like lower bars it feels like the front end sometimes might be too soft and it it might not be too soft because Mm. the front the my arms are kind of stretched down and Mm -hmm. it feels like i'm over the front of the bike so that's one of the biggest things but really everything um i'm very very meticulous about setting up my bike and doing testing um i like to um test one thing uh test the thing that we were testing before and then go back and test it again and then test the thing we were testing before and then go back and test it again just to really make sure yeah. and then another thing um scott bennett taught me um the guys from Shoah is that you know you can't do two laps you know you can't just go make a decision real quick mm-hmm. you gotta really ride a bike and i think i think that's um something that people don't do often enough yeah we it's, see a
0: lot of guys go out and test something for like a half lap or a yeah lap. yeah like remember like chase and i went to Carson's place up in the high desert. And the yeah, the medical mm-hmm. team was testing. Yeah, and like I was trying to shoot pictures of Christian. He was like one lap. Half yeah, you
2: did like a jump and then you go back in. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and
1: you know, and the thing about it is the um you you ride something and you as a rider you kind of know what's good and what's bad. So mm-hmm. there's been some times where I get on the bike and. I ride it, and I'm like, wow, that was a bad setting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, like, for, for instance, this weekend I was testing out at Castillo's, and I had a suspension setting, and I got back on the track, and I was like, oh, this is worse. But I did, you know, a 20-minute moto on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? This feels worse, but I'm going to do a 20-minute moto and um, just work it out. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to see what I have to do to make this setting work. Mm -hmm. Then I went back, and I was like, okay, I think that's worse. And I went back, and I turned my clickers back to where they were, and I went back out, and I was like instantly felt like I had more traction on the original setting. But then I was like, hmm, this was really good in these spots. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, so – if i really like this you know maybe i can do this this and this to kind of get that happy medium of where you know original and the second setting that i had because it was so good in some of the corners where it was stuck on the original setting and then it was so good through some of the kickers on Mm. the second setting Mm -hmm. i was like holy crap, okay, I definitely need a little bit more than that because I noticed where I could keep my momentum up and change those lines a little bit better with the second setting over the original setting mm-hmm. and then obviously the original setting had its perks too, yeah. but you just got to put more time and and more thought into what you're doing and really analyze, is this better or is this worse and mm-hmm. where is it worse and where is it better because you can toss something out that mm-hmm. could lead you to going the right direction. You know, sometimes it's not about just going from bad to really good. Because nowadays, um, if I can make up a half a second, I get the five spots that I need to be in the main event every Mm -hmm. single night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not looking for a magic cure because that's just, it's not going to happen. There is no magic cure for a dirt bike. There's little strides and each time you make a little stride forward, you're going to get a little better and you're going to find that direction that you want to go. So don't just ace shit real quick. Yeah. Put the time in. Put the work in. <laughs> you know, great things come with hard work.
0: Yeah.
2: Is it harder for you to set up a bike for Supercross or outdoors?
1: Neither. They're the same. Same. Um. It's. It's just time. Mm-hmm. You know. It's. Uh, and. And being on a new bike, you know, you got you have a full mm-hmm. you have a whole new base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So that's been tough too. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to figure out how to ride the bike fast first of all, and then where. You need it to do certain things. You know, with my Honda, I kinda knew that pretty good. I knew mm-hmm. I knew it like the back of my hand. I knew what base was and I knew which direction I wanted to go with the Suzuki. You know, we kinda had to figure out where the base was and then find the mm-hmm. direction we wanted to go. And I think we did, you know, by the end of the season, find a really good direction and mm-hmm. it's cool that we get to kind of keep going with that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the uh was the two lit bike, was that a Honda or was that a Suzuki? No comment. No, I mean, <laughs> not, no, right. no, it was a Honda. It was a Honda. And, and is that bike on display somewhere, or was it? Um, no, so. it's
1: actually not. It was Honda's bike, and uh, I gave it back to him. But I do have the seat. I have the seat, and I have every <laughs> single part to um make that bike if I ever wanted to. Ah. So it's pretty cool, because you know all that stuff was so one off. Yeah. And Honda was kind of like, you know, we just want it back original. If you want to take all the parts off of it, cool. Mm-hmm. They were really stoked on that project, which was yeah. cool. Um, but um, it was that was such a cool little experience for me, dude. The whole My Bike's Too Lit yeah. program was fun. And it's cool that it's just, you know, it's cool that you're asking me that if it was a Honda or Suzuki. And yeah, I think that's what's so great about it is um that's why i made the song is because yeah. anybody's bike can be too lit and that's mm-hmm. what was so cool about it is it's not when i'm singing the song i wanted people to sing it intentionally to sing ain't nobody's bike as tight as mine because it's not so much that my bike was the coolest bike in the world yeah. it's that no matter what you have or what you, you ride bike mm-hmm.
2: yeah
1: your bike's too late bro
2: <laughs> sometimes when i see a cool bike now and i think oh that bike's sick that song instantly gets <laughs> <started>. so <sweet. laughs> that's awesome
0: yeah it's funny uh our, our test rider and his dad are in your video <laughs> 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 cody John. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so
2: awesome
1: dude that was such a fun day bro when we had all the kids and all the parents and all that stuff at milestone yeah. and i like sent out that mass text and everybody showed up i mean that was just it was unbelievable <laughs> dude it was so surreal so sick
2: dude.
1: i can't wait for the next project we're working on something big right now it's awesome
0: yeah yeah so how is the uh How is the musical side of your career going, and how seriously do you take it compared to your race? You know what's so funny
1: is, like, I don't – I haven't taken it seriously at all, really. I just did it as, like, a hobby. But Mm -hmm. now um, there's been some steps that I can't really talk about um, that happened in Nashville um, (laughs) that are going to be – I think, a big game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll be kind of exploiting what's going on in about the next month, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, if everything goes accordingly, which um, it did go accordingly. I just flew back to Nashville um, about a week and a half ago and was there for three days um, doing some stuff with those guys. And I'm just really excited for the future. And I think what's so cool about music is it's just – I think it's going to elevate – My whole goal ever since I've gotten into this sport is to elevate my career and this sport. Mm -hmm. And I think with what I'm doing with the music and the writing, I think with what I just did in Nashville and the song that's coming on, Mm -hmm. um, I think it could be something that could not only grow my career and my brand, but HEP and Supercross Mm -hmm. as a whole. um, If it goes the way I think it's going to go. And I have some backers that are behind me um, with this new song that have some... Pretty big power, so um, just fingers crossed. Yeah, you know, and hopefully we can we can make Supercross a better place. Yeah,
2: because <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? you're bringing people from like that are into music into the sport. Like I know kids I went to high school with. Yeah, that heard the Two list song and were like, dude, I want to ride. So <laughs> out, <bought laughs> that's what I'm saying. Harder, oh, that's what it, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I mean, it's just sick, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's unbelievable how much music touches people because, Mm -hmm. you know, not everybody can go um, buy a dirt bike. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can go to Milestone and ride on a Wednesday. Not everybody can go to Supercross or even buy a Supercross ticket, you know, but everybody can buy a 99 cent song and jam it in their truck (laughs) and pretend that their bicycle's too lit and put some fake louis v stickers on it you know what i mean and cruise down the thing thinking they're the dopest dude on the block you know what i mean singing my bike's too lit and that's really what it's about it's not because my bike had a louis vuitton seat or gold little louis vuitton things or gold rims whatever carbon tips on my pipes it's about having thinking that you got the sickest bike and having fun
0: yeah Wait, let's take one more break, and then uh, <laughs> we, we can't clip it off here. we got to talk about it. But uh, we'll be back with more of that. Cool. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR-1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR-2 and ATR-2U are even better than the original. And carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit helmetscom for more info. All right, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Sixty Helmets. We have Adam Enteknap in the house, and dude, why don't you have like some AKA name? Like I do, AKA Seventies Deuce. Oh, okay. Well, right. Well, I mean, the,
1: or no? Is that my Deuce, just real name? That's just your real name. Right? Yeah. 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 I think I. Be- I think I haven't like. Ralph calls me Seven Deuce Deuce on TV. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't <laughs> well, even totally say Adam Entick now. So, <laughs> it's, it's 100% mainstream. That's my real name. I'm probably going to get it legally changed like Ocho Cinco did, but <laughs> whatever. That's another story.
0: <laughs> okay. So, did I hear correctly that you also, like, can sing real well? Like, not just rap, but, like, you're a country singer, too? Um... Or- <laughs> Oh, oh, that? Oh, oh, we're we're working
1: we're working on a project right now. Okay, we're working on something um that's gonna be big. Hmm. I think it's gonna it's gonna be real big. I can't I, I can't I wish I could give more details. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. I want to let the genie out the bottle, <laughs> but I promised to people, and I've kind of you know what I mean. It's yeah. one of those things that there could be some singing, there could be some excellent stuff, and some professional production in the future yeah. that's on another level.
0: You uh, you you need to get in the top fifteen in points so that you could get your own song played in opening ceremony. Yes.
1: I that's in oh man, I want to. It's I can't.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm we're like gonna, we're gonna hold on. <laughs> on. We're gonna hold on just for a minute. Okay. All right. All right. So then I have a request slash goal for you. Okay. The next rap song you write, yeah, you need to throw in some line about being a nut distributor. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, that's going to have
1: to be um, one of those explicit rap songs for yeah. sure. That's you could be talking about almonds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you. you know, yeah, that's what metaphors. we're talking about. Metaphors. Yeah. yeah. Metaphors. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so in the break, I was talking to you about, like, we were at Zaka Station one day. My <laughs> wife and I were together, and we you were, I think we were both in our cars, and you were leaving, you we <laughs> rolled the window down. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. I go, this guy raps really well. I'm like, hey. Do me a freestyle and you <laughs> spit out some lines and it made this impact on her because she knew who you were today. Yeah. Because totally. of that. So we're putting you on the spot right now. Oh jeez. Oh, come on, just got a couple lines. I don't hear. what do you guys want me to uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, like like are you are you good at just freestyling making shit up? Or, I I am, but like I
1: cuss a lot when I freestyle because <laughs> cuss words rhyme so good. Yeah, <laughs> for real though. Like,
0: suck like and, duck and
1: it it really does. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you can really say you can really say whatever you want, um, and just end it with the last word. I mean, obviously, the complexity of a rhyme consists of you know front rhymes, rear rhymes, triplets. You know, there's so many different ways to rhyme, and then there's so many different words that rhyme. If you really want to get nitty gritty, you can. Um, sometimes simplicity is best, but um, sometimes people like a little, little bit of
0: complexity. You know what I mean? Dude, like, hey, all this front, rear, middle rhyme stuff—that that. Ah! That, that's just blowing <laughs> yeah. me. I mean, you—it's just—it's all the way you put your
1: words together, and I think that's what's so cool about um, hip hop and rapping is that. It's you. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can do it the way you want it. Eminem made his own, you know, made his own way and all these new kids on the block with their new school rap, they've made their own way too. Mm-hmm. And um, the greatest thing about music is if you make it good, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're you know, not saying anything. If you make it good and you make it sound good and it's mm-hmm. truly you, then most of the time it will rise and people will hear it. And I think that's one of the greatest things about music. And that's what's so cool about um, rapping about dirt bikes Mm -hmm. is that I feel like I have transcended a little bit through regular people rapping about dirt bikes because I believe that the music that I've done about dirt bikes isn't cheesy and I think it's original and I think that it's believable in a sense that you know when people hear it, they're not like, oh, this dude's this dude's fake he don't even ride you know what i mean he a poser you know what i mean they're instead of thinking about what i'm saying and trying to decide if it's true or not i mm-hmm. think they're just listening to the music mm-hmm. and they're like dude this dude really does love his carbon fiber pc pipes you know what i mean <laughs> it's just like it's i think it's just very original and i try to keep um keep it
0: to myself mm-hmm. and being true if there was a rap battle between you and Nate Adams, what would the outcome be? <laughs> does he still do it? I don't think um, he does anymore. I don't think he does, but um, somebody hit him up on Twitter,
1: and they said he said he would do a song with me. So I'd be Ooh. I'd be stoked to do a song yeah. with him. Um, I've just got so much stuff going on. Yeah. You know, I got like fifty or sixty songs just chilling right now that are on hold because we got something else going on. So. Mm
0: um that secret thing yeah the secret
1: thing. um the secret thing so we're trying to kind of figure out um god i want to talk <laughs> 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 it's, we're just trying to figure out direction and what we're going to do so um it's coming up all quick and there's a lot of music on the way for everybody and i think people are going to be blown away with how good it is mm-hmm. i think people are going to be like damn seven Dudes deuce is the real deal <laughs> so
0: just stream it that's all nice. i can say just stream it so the reason that i asked you to uh work a rhyme into the nut distributor is that because one of the highlights for me I, I, <laughs> was, I was in a Nate Adams song. Oh, were what? you really? well I wasn't in it, but he, he the line was and he said my name wrong. It's Maieta, but he said Mieta Mieta's in the backyard Snapping digi pics of me Oh! I'm a nice guy So I let him do it for free (laughs) Oh! See that's dope though
1: But that's what's I mean that's what's so cool about You know rapping is like Half the time you can say the word So janky And people are like Ah whatever it rhymes (laughs) You know what I mean As long as it sounds cool It's all good (laughs) <laughs> don, my guy don's famous my guy don I'm is in famous a, in a he's a rap song superstar bro
0: oh shout out nate adams for that one hey, baby <laughs> come on so come on you gotta hook up you gotta hook up uh, our boy chase all
2: right, all right. right. the nuts yeah the nut cashews
0: so do we just want chase
1: specifically in a rap no. song or do we just want probably not his the name. nickname huh
2: I don't have a nickname either. No,
1: no, no. It's not the nut distributor? Because well, that's what you corn- corn- told real. me on the break.
2: Cornholio oh, cornhol- yeah, no. No, corn- is no, no, it's a not <laughs> a, a good, good nickname
0: <laughs> to have. It's probably the worst nickname in the world. I'll, I'll show you a picture of why he's Cornholio.
1: <laughs> Dude, Don, I'm begging you don't show me the picture. Please do. got nothing to do with nuts. <laughs> I don't want to know why he's called Cornholio. Unless it has to do with some... Cornbread or something I don't know I mean I don't even want to know that either (laughs) Oh man
0: Oh man Okay so You're down here all week Riding Mm -hmm. Training Testing Yep Hanging out Um, I think later on today we're supposed to hit Greer today Yep So you need to go home and fix your flat front tire
2: I need to go to Royce Yeah Went to Cycle and got a flat
0: Yeah
1: (laughs) So uh, Oh damn Shots fired
0: Yeah (laughs) cycle
1: Cyclery baby Come on
0: Mike's a cool dude he is he is cool he flaked on me yesterday though. oh did he mm-hmm. yeah well, sometimes you can't always pedal ah, dude, he doesn't ride anymore went, he's the one who uh, like was throwing out the invites because yesterday oh really oh, dude, so I went on that's a, harsh so I went on a cruise <laughs> so I was gone for a week right <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh so damn
1: like that no, you're dude, just dude, like dude, it was a like car? a mandatory a, oh okay okay yeah okay got it
0: so I wrote the life cycle every day for 45 minutes yep Oh dang the food What's was up? so dang good. <laughs> I gained nine pounds oh. a week. Right? So I got off the boat. <laughs> I got off the boat and I stepped on the scale and my daughter bought this like fancy scale, right? Yeah, so it's dead you know, on. And it and it connects to your phone on an app, right? <gasps> so you stand oh, on the scale no. and you wait like 30 seconds and it does this ding and it tells you your body mass index, how much fat you have, how much oh, no. bone weight you have and everything, and it also keeps track of your fluctuations. Dude, oh, instead no. of the little ding, it goes, Eh-eh. and I'm all, what's that? Is the battery low? And I look at it and it says, Warning, severe discrepancy between your last weigh in. Is this really Don Maeda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I click the yes, and it's all ding. It said like 181. <laughs> I'm all, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> right? Cause, <laughs> cause of, My guy was eating carrot cake, uh, dog. Dude. dude. <laughs> dude. Dude, it was bad. So, <laughs> so, I, so I came home from the cruise, and I'm like, I, I just lost it, right? I'm like, so I text Pablo, and he's all, buddy, you got to eat eggs and spinach for breakfast, and you got to eat a salad for lunch. So oh, I, Pablo. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, so yeah, I, yeah. I went gnarly. I weighed myself this morning. I'm only two pounds up. Nice. But, but, Perfect. But yesterday, I went, I wrote Skyline in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to Milestone with Chase and Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> Road Moto. And then I had my road bike in the back seat, and I met... I was supposed to meet Mike, and we are going to climb Mount Baldy together. Oh, shit. But he didn't show. So, a three a day. Three a day. And then the day
2: day before, the day he came back, we Mm -hmm. went out to Greer, and then he left me. Well, I got a flat, and he left me just because he was so dedicated to getting getting the mileage in. (laughs) I just had that one number in my head, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean... if I went nine pounds up in a week, I'd probably be three a day it, yeah, too. Yeah, it was gnarly.
0: <laughs> you know what the other secret was? It was like a big, giant glass of Metamucil. Really? Oh, uh, I, I had to blow blown out five pounds. <laughs> Perfect. It was awesome. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> 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 I don't recommend that to all you people listening. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, hey, man. I, I really appreciate you coming by. Heck yeah, don't. This is your first stop in SoCal, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yep. Thanks for coming by the illustrious SWAT Motor Live headquarters. Believe it. <laughs> located deep within the confines of Jeremy McGrath's motorsports race shop. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, yeah, you got to take a walk around. I yeah, dude, I, I got to go the check Maribu. it out. a real legend. Yeah, a legend. It's kind of cool saying, hey, man, my, 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 my landlord's MC. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is like super cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hey, Adam Ethan thank you for stopping by. And uh, if you're listening, And you're going to go to Washougal. Make sure you cheer for uh, number 97, a.k.a. 7 Deuce Deuce. Let's go. Thanks, man. Later, guys.